What's up, y'all? We're back. Hey, welcome Lauren, back. Lauren's back with me, and happy Black History Month. Yes, happy Black so History So exciting, Month. and happy Valentine's Day, because this is going to come out on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, Single Awareness Day, as I fondly call it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, I hope y'all had an amazing Valentine's Day. Fellas, I don't know what y'all call it. Right. Um, but I felon, bet she played two Ks. Wait, Valentine's? That's oh, not. No, we're no not let's not. <laughs> Oh, be goofy in here. Um, yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't know what y'all have. Maybe you just play 2K all day. That's fine. Um, <laughs> That's like any other Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, just another Wednesday for y'all. I will say there's been a lot of guys coming in the store and buying flowers and just like thoughtful things. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily for Valentine's Day, but I've seen them buy like some candy and stuff at the grocery store. I'm like, okay, plan ahead. Planning ahead. I know. That's so And I have sweet. to work on Valentine's Day, so we'll see how many come last minute. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you that'll oh, be a lot. And always what, I used to work at Hallmark, same thing. They'd be in there and they'd be like, Do you guys have any more of these cards anywhere? No, sir. We, they've been out for a month. <laughs> it's true. It's, 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 it is February 14th <laughs> on today. You can't you can't plan today. Oh, and happy Mardi Gras. Because I'm from New Orleans, y'all. So happy Mardi Gras. Next stop. Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. Oh, snap. Yes. I haven't found a king cake yet in New York, but I'm going to look for one. If you're not familiar, we have king cake every year, and yes. if you get the baby, you have to buy it next year. So, oh, yeah. Sad. So we'll see. We'll see. My mom texted me. She was like, "Did you find any king cake yet?" I was like, yeah. "Mom, I first of all, I've been working. No, but <laughs> but I'm gonna look for. So if anybody out there knows where I can get a good king cake in New York, let me know. Shoot us a message. Yeah, for sure. Look at that. We got all the we got all, all the, the holidays. Things. All the holidays. Getting ready. Um. But we, I mean, we're just going to talk about crazy stuff today. I mean, the Super Bowl just ended. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since we talked, so. Yeah. And the Eagles won, praise. I don't, I don't support the NFL in any way, shape, or form, but. Um, right. I didn't watch. Did you watch it? I, no. no I, I don't I. support them at so all. we didn't really, we don't even know why we're talking about this. But I did want the Eagles to win. And Philly seemed excited. I mean, Philly acted like they don't get anything good. I don't know. They Do don't. They? Okay, I wonder. Yeah. To be honest, so I'm excited they Philadelphia, got I feel like, is that place that they've like, I've been, tr- I, I want to be better. And it it finally got its moment. So I was very, I was very happy for them. And then people still rioted on the other side. Oh, pa- yeah. I heard, that, I heard that um, white people were rioting. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't UMass? called a riot. Was it called a celebration? Interesting. Yeah, I saw that, which I'm not really surprised. So. Yeah, UMass, they had like arrests and injuries what? when the Pats lost. And I was like, y'all, first of all, this is a game. Like, that's just before everything. Though I wanted the, the Eagles to win, it's a game. And we need to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason, whether you win or lose, going out in the streets. Destroying things. I, I think you get mad when, when people do that at an actual protest. Yeah, I don't know. For like, like really good reasons, like the death of people. You know, police brutality. Yeah, police I don't know. <laughs> right. Black Lives Matter. Oh my gosh. But, the but yeah, I saw that. I saw some headlines and I was like, oh, the media is still at it. So yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, but that's happened. Also there, which is kind of a part of the topic mm-hmm. today, JT performed at good old Super, Super Bowl halftime show. After a album was released, Man in the Woods. 
Uh-huh. It's a very interesting album, uh-huh. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. I feel like Lauren has some, <laughs> Lauren has feelings about this, and I've watched these feelings <laughs> get blown up on all of all of the social medias. Yes, so if you follow her, <laughs> I'm sure you know follow a little bit about me. this, but to just create some context, mm-hmm. we, she, she was, she hated the album. I didn't like the album either. It was, it was just a bad album. Like, agree. And I think a lot of reviews, it's not just us. A lot of people are saying that it's just not getting good reviews musically. So. Yeah, like Pitchfork was like, a misstep like this is would would be a little devastating, depending on who you were. I mean, J- Justin Timberlake is going to be fine. He's going to be all right, guys. Let's, let's be real. It's Justin Timberlake. He's gotten literal passes his entire career, mm-hmm. including Super Bowl once. Mm-hmm. Just going to slide that in there. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was even in the Super Bowl, y'all. Yeah. We yeah. cannot forget what he did last time and how disrespectful that was for Janet and how he still went up. Like he went up and it affected her career. And yet here But he you is know what? Janet Jackson is still flawless. So let me Yeah, I was gonna say they were saying, it was interesting because I was reading stuff about saying like that it affected her career. And I don't know like numerically or what, because I'm like she I think is, it slowed it slowed it down a little bit. Okay. But um, also like respectably like that there has to be a little bit of like embarrassment for yes, her on that. Yes, you know, but, yes, because she's still shining. And, the, and I think it was probably also the way the media portrayed that. Portrayed it, yes. Making her look like a floozy. <laughs> I don't know why I like that word, but like look, making her look like it was her idea and this is a, no, he's the one that did that. So I'm not gonna get too far about that past like that. But the fact that he got to come back again and she and she probably exhibits won't. his privilege, right? But it's fine because the only football player only I acknowledged. Mm-hmm on Super Bowl day was Colin Kaepernick, uh-huh. Long Live the King, uh-huh. and Janet Jackson. That was the only thing I thought about. Janet um, Jackson inter- Appreciation Day. Did you see those hashtags? I love that. Can we talk about all the gifts? It was great. <laughs> the internet shows out, especially black Twitter. Y'all just show out every time. You're just like, I just want y'all to know that we're here and we're present. Um, <laughs> we have not forgotten and we will appreciate and honor her even if Justin doesn't. Exactly. Um, it was great. Um, but we, let's get on these feelings about this album. Before we get on the feelings about the, what the content was, we're just going to talk about real quick. I just felt like the album was a little disconnected, like in the sound. Um, mm-hmm. It was like trying to blend two worlds that I just felt like didn't necessarily... It's not that they can't go together. It's just I feel like in this time it was sort of like it, it was it was trying to be found and it, he, it like never caught where yes. it was supposed to go. Yes, I agree. There were like three songs that I liked, which was like two of them were like, I didn't like them. They were just catchy, like Supply mm-hmm. and Filthy. I think they're catchy and mm-hmm. they'll be fun. Did you like Morning Light, the one with Alicia Keys? Did you listen to that? I, yeah, that one was one I, I liked. I didn't like love it. But the other one I liked was Flannel, which okay. is like the love song, which I feel like leans back to like old Justin mm-hmm. with the ballads. And like the love stories, the love songs, if you will. So, you know, those were fine. But I just, I, I thought it was like kind of, I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. So this is a full. Same, yeah. Yeah. And I was like. Hmm. Did you did you want to go back and listen to the, any of them again? Like, were you like, oh, let me go back and listen to that again besides those that you mentioned? No. Because that's the, that's the thing for me is a real tested music. If I listen straight through and I'm not excited about going back, then I'm like, something's not okay here. Because some music grows on you, but it should there should be something that draws you back into, let me hear that again. Let me hear what he said. Let me hear what that sounded like. Let me hear something. None of it drew me back in at all. Yeah, no, for me, I feel like when it comes to music, 
I probably, like, as I listen straight through, like, if I instantly want to go back and listen to it again, mm-hmm. like, another, I have just finished listening to the Black Panther soundtrack. Did that come out yesterday? Yes. Dope, I, I started that. listening to that, um, and I've listened to it, like, four times already, because why not? Um, <laughs> yes. And it's, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's the greatest of hip-hop all hanging out together and, like, made music, and it's... Also, I'm super excited. Like, I just, the, the sound feels like the movie, and I'm I'm just getting more excited. So, like, that's what I'm saying. I'll I'll instantly re-listen. I don't have to, like, be coerced into it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with, I was like, I don't, I don't know if music grows on me. I think I'm one of those people, like, I either like it or I don't. Mm, okay. I might grow more in love with it mm-hmm. for a different reason, but, like, first run through. If, you know. You yeah. Know if you know. Yeah, I think, it, I think there were high expectations for this album because of the fact I mean it's been five years since Justin released 2020 and to be clear I have loved Justin since I was 13 I mean this is from what I can remember I liked Nick Carter first in the Backstreet Boys and then I dropped him really fast when I saw who Justin <laughs> when I saw and heard Justin Timberlake so like I had t-shirts y'all I mean I had a necklace I remember going to Claire's or the icing you're one of those two and they had necklaces of all the like the names of the people from NSYNC, and they're like glittery, and they were on those little ball chains that got a snap in. You know oh, what I'm talking no. about? Yeah. I and I remember I was like, oh my gosh, I have to find Justin's name. And I remember, I I have this visual of like me digging through because Justin sold out so much. It was sold out, and I had to go back again one day, found one. It was like purple sparkly, and I wore it. I wore that necklace because I loved him. I went to wow, you were a three fan. or four NSYNC concerts. <laughs> And I cried. I just, I cried my first concert because he pointed at me when he sang, God must have spent a little more time on you. I swear he looked at me. I'm not kidding. You can ask my uh, my childhood best friend, Amanda. She was there with me and I wept. And then and I, wept. Um, I, I had posters and I would kiss them. Because remember, like 13, I mean, that was like my first, I thought he was my boyfriend. Like I'm telling you, I was like Lauren Timberlake. I like put my name <laughs> on my I think binders. everyone actually went through this phase. So like I'm not right. even like We all had this. that somebody, you know? No, I think we all had this specifically with Justin <laughs> Wait, I wasn't sharing him. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, like, I I don't care if you. I don't clearly really, mine. I don't think anyone shared him. Like specifically, his girlfriend Brittany at the time. Like <laughs> Brittany, who? I mean, come on. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> but no, for real. This. But yeah, so I think there was for me and uh, a lot. I've followed his career, and I think I've been blinded. Um, I just think I realized more recently, like, I have been asleep to some things with Justin when it comes to Justin. I have also given him passes in regards to his content and how he um, cares about the culture that he takes so much from. And um, what Dominique's referring to, like, with my feelings, I actually had a, I put a post on Facebook the day of his album release because I was, I was really excited for it. But remember five years ago, um, but in the last five years, so much has happened. I know growing for me personally and realizing, wow, Lauren, like you as a white female, you have a voice. To, yes. And, and you need to speak um, to these injustices that you're seeing that are happening towards your friends of color in this country. And I think um, I've been learning the past five years how to do that in my professional spaces, in my personal spaces. And I think um, I was really excited because I was interested in what content Justin would talk about on this album. Yeah, I didn't even know I had those expectations. I just think I was like, ooh, Justin's going to say some things. Because, you know, he's around people of color all the time, working with Pharrell, working with Timbaland, writing with people, his musical directors, his everybody in the Tennessee Kids. Not everybody is a person of color, but many of them are. Yes. And I don't know why I expected that, Dominique. 
<laughs> I mean, I think that we all have those expectations of our artists. Like, I mean, we talked about this on the second episode when it comes to, especially right now, I think that at this time, everything has an opinion. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, everything comes from a side and you feel these things and... I, I noticed a lot of a lot of the comments on even I, music is an escape, escape from what? Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that listens to music that has emotions. That's like oh that I escaped something. No, I think that I I found the thing I was running from in mm-hmm. one of those lyrics. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's what mu- music. There's some music is like fun and catchy, but even a lot of like songs that are in the club. If you actually like listen to these lyrics. Are talking about something. they're talking about something that like happened that may or may not be good so I don't I don't really think of it as that escape so I think because of that you know we might we just we have like caveats to things and we put like our own we project our yes, own things out mm-hmm. onto people that have great influence like mm-hmm. and I feel like Justin is someone that does and from your favorite artist like for I th- my my emotional initial response was I am sick about the fact that this man not only did I not like the sound that was like my PS on that post like PS I don't even like it but yeah I feel like that was a he thing. said literally I was like and by the way I don't like anything but my guttural response was more like I just realized one of my favorite artists who has been so impacted by black culture and music and he has been invited in spaces that most white men are not and has been around i mean you look and i don't know who his fr- let's be clear though i don't know who his friends are and i don't know what kind of conversation if it's all business with these musicians he works with because pharrell doesn't owe justin an explanation of all the reasons why it's difficult being a black man you know but if they have a real friendship i would hope some of those stories and things in the in the world would come out in conversation because maybe it's heavy on Pharrell's heart that day in the studio or, you know, yeah. Justin interacts or hears or watches something happen to one of his background singers or one of the, you know, the musical director, whatever. I just imagine that he would have for, on a personal level, not only a national, cause that's plenty of examples nationally. So was he awake watching the new, like, does he see anything going on? Yeah. So, you know, in my mind, I'm like, but not only that, you've got personal connections, bro. And a lot of white men do not have that in their circles. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, he's going to talk and speak in honor and lift up people of color in some of these message in some of the messages in his music. And y'all, he did none of that. And for some reason this time, you know, more than ever, it just like hit me as like, no, you're a white man. You have so much power and influence to speak to your white audience and you are saying nothing and I am not okay with that silence anymore. And not only that, like even in, you know, award, like I I was watching some old, you know, award um, speeches that he was giving. It's clear he is not comfortable with talking about difficult things. Like Justin can't even go there. Like he was at some, he was receiving an award at this women's gala and he was like, yeah, I was here. I was sent here to be your B today. Like, what? What do you say? Like, he's like, yeah, I know it's all about women today. So like, whatever you need me to do, I'll be your B. Like he literally said, I'm like, you're not funny. It's not always time to be funny, sir. Like what is happening here? Like, you're the B? What? I don't he's like, yeah, I bow at the feet of women. Like it just was inappropriate for the yeah. setting. And I'm like, man, he still has not learned that as a white man, like, and take in this culture, like you can't just take things and not give and honor and speak out to the things that are happening to the very culture 
you're taking from. Yeah. And you've taken from. And you still wear your Jordans with your camo at halftime. Oh, and what a post about, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> what is happening here? But you say nothing, sir, because you can, because you're white and you have a choice and you chose not to. Like, yes. that's where I get, I just, and I'm not saying I'm the greatest at speaking every time I should, but I feel responsible to that, to speak to white people. Um, just about the things that they often don't see. And he's done none of it. Yeah, but I also, so like in the comments that you got, or in response to this, like, did, were there some people that were like, I agree, and there were some people, were there, or were there, most people were like, I, I don't. Yeah, so a lot of white people actually commented that I never speak to. That's always fun. It was really (laughs) interesting. Yeah, like I was, you know, I was saying like, I don't even, some of these people are from past circles, but the thing is, like, I was grateful, like, even though many of them were like, you know, Lauren, like he hasn't gone through that personally. So like he would get a lot of backlash if he said something. And actually that song, Say Something, was interesting as I thought that was like part of the mess. I was like, ooh, let me see what lyric, what those lyrics are. I looked them up. Yeah. He literally says like sometimes it's better to say nothing than to say something. Because I guess he got a little bit of backlash. After he... Remember that Jesse Williams speech? And he was like hashtag inspired. And then everyone was like, yo, you say nothing. Like... You're inspired? How come you don't say anything? Like, who do you think so you are? Like, so it, like, was a double backlash because it was, like, you still aren't saying anything right? about saying something. Exactly. You know <laughs> Sorry, what I'm saying? I'm like, if that's the least amount of, oh, wow, he's got to have a little discomfort. Like, I'm sorry, but you have to push through that. Like, was it comfortable for me to make that status and see 143? I mean, y'all, if you're friends with me on Facebook, like, which many of you probably are not, but... That's the most interaction I have ever had. And it was about a pop star. They were coming to defense of their white pop star and how he shouldn't have to say anything or he's never said any bu- anything before. Why should he now? Or Which is not actually true, by the way. Exactly. Tell him. Say uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Downey. <laughs> the only reason why I say that this is not true is because um, Where's the Love, which is was one of the most famous songs of the early yes, 2000s yes. with um, Black Eyed Peas. Was in directly in response to uh, the, war, the, Af- right? the war in Afghanistan and sort of like, why can't we just love our brothers and sisters that look different than us, that believe different than we do? And so, I mean, he said that then, and that was a big deal. That was that song went viral. It was it was huge, and like it's like it's not like you weren't on it, you know? That's like right. he was, yeah. And so like that's something like we could, you could say that he believes and he in. He saw the power of that. Yeah. Um. He. I mean, he was at. Like, like, I mean, you just said he was at a women's event, yes. and he says that he, like, always, you know, is in support of women, which I agree. Like, even this year at the Golden Globes, he was standing next to his wife. He's like, this is all about her tonight. Like, I'm here in support, of, especially of Time's Up. And so it's, it's like, it's not saying that he never speaks about things. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, there's a certain demographic of people that he directly has been influenced and inspired by, if, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. that he doesn't. Who have propelled his sound, who have propelled his brand, who co-sign who him many co-sign times. Jay Z's had him on the tour. I mean, I think about this and I'm like, Justin, you have such a special, special place of influence. Like, and not only because you're a white man in the society that has power and influence, but like, you get to be in front of audiences filled with people of color, but also white people. Like, I just look at him and I'm like, the opportunity that is being wasted because he doesn't speak 
up about any of those specific things. And I understand he doesn't personally experience that. And I also understand as a white person, like it's hard for me to know how to say what sometimes. I can observe things and have been observing things and have been listening and have been watching. And I have been feeling convicted lately about, Lauren, you just need to continue to shut up. Like as a white girl, stop talking. Listen. And then it was crazy because it's like God used this. And me seeing Justin be silent, because I've been dealing with my voice. Does my voice matter? Does my voice, should I say anything? Should I continue to listen? Because I'm kind of trying to be in a season of listening, gathering information, mm-hmm. research, listening. And how many knows that too, even with this podcast? I was like, I don't want, this is yours. Your voice matters more than mine. <laughs> and I was like, but the way that this is set up is that we're actually co-hosts. So <laughs> she really, like, I had to reluctantly, like, pull her into it. But Because <laughs> well, I, I want more women of color. I want their voices uplifted. And I and not this is not Lauren, like, oh, because, I, like, this is my duty. This is genuinely, like, how I feel. Like, no. I want to hear them. You know that. <laughs> like, there's also a part of, like, this is respectful. Um, so, just so you know, this weekend, <laughs> you're going to see a show out. This is the reason why. Like, like you have to... People are trying to create space. I appreciate you. I see you, sis. It, there's no, no, no Tina shade. But at the same time, she's a co-host. Like, I know. <laughs> she's, I know. She's I, officially on. And, you know, we all have to be able to, like, speak to, you know... Be confident enough, because I'm sure there's times it's hard enough. It's hard for you as a as a as a black female being able to say things in this in the right spaces at the right time, knowing how we all deal with our voice and wondering yeah. does it matter? Does yeah. anyone want to hear from? That's me? a human. I think that that's yeah. like 100 percent a human thing. Yes. It's just like in in times like these, like where how important it is. are yes. they celebrated more so than um, judged or critiqued before they even happen? Which is I think like people don't realize all of the critiques that come. And when I say people, I mean specifically people that are not people of color. So <laughs> white people. Right. I was like, you white. <laughs> my cousins. Your cousins. Um, that might not realize that like before I say something to you, like you have a thought about what I'm about to say. Yes. Like I my reaction, my response is critiqued or judged, even though it's like you don't think it's happening, it's it's an internal bias that we have to like that takes unprogramming and it yeah. that's systematic and it's not yeah i mean it's sort of like that it's like an overarching thing but when it comes to specifically instances like this where like you have a lot of power you have a lot of influence you have a lot of people that listen to you and i didn't i like i heard that song and i didn't fully look at all the lyrics which i think is interesting mm-hmm go back it's that, really interesting that says it's better to say sometimes it's better to say nothing uh-huh. than to say something at all like you can't see my face right now i am perplexed Literally. and i wonder if it's like his response to the fact that he's gotten some quote-unquote backlash i'm like sir you have no clue what backlash is like i was about to ask about this so like yeah. in terms of backlash yeah. how it's <laughs> kind of funny but <laughs> The reason why I think it's funny is because I'm like, all the times that like, I've just, I know what, like, backlash, you want to know how many people hated Jesse Williams after that speech? Like, hate, like, Tommy, like, also, can we take a minute, I'm going to say this name on this podcast one time, Tommy Loren, (laughs) only time I'm ever going to say her name, Oh, her response to after that speech, I was like, oh my lord, like, (laughs) I was like, by the grace of Jesus, please save us all. Like it was, it was a visceral reaction she, to what 
<laughs> she's Lauren's covering her mouth. She can't yeah, even. She's like trying to like. She's like, I need to this convey me. This, this is when I'm glad to have Holy Spirit shut down. <laughs> he covers my mouth. Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah her response. But like, I'm thinking of like, like that was backlash, and so I think that like that's like an interesting. Like, do you think or do you feel that there is a there's a lot of people that sort of fear what that what how that will yes like how that will all unfold. Yeah. After they say, if they yes. say something that su- is in support of people of color or, you know, yes. and also, by the way, people, of color, I don't mean just like black people. I mean, like any people of color, uh-huh. Latino, mm-hmm. Asian, mm-hmm. M- Muslim, any whatever other person that yes. people like, do you think that they're just worried about the unfolding of what happens? Yes. Honestly. Why? Honestly, one of the biggest, because I think one of the biggest things that. Right now, with this call-it-out culture that we kind of have, where it's we like, do. boom, like, it'll hit. Like, even, like, people that speak regularly on things, you know, we were talking about Amanda Seals saying it's like the oppression Olympics out here. Like, she'll say one thing, but someone else is like, what about this group? And then someone else will say something like, what about this group? And <laughs> yes. It's like, you're not, you got to say, like, a, a sentence that's like a paragraph. Like, and I want to include everybody that I could include. What I just did. What you just did. <laughs> what I just did. Literally, like, intersectionality, and this is what I mean. But, so I think what white people, white people that are at least aware enough are listening or trying to be mindful of these other groups. Um, there comes a place, and I can speak from my experience, but also what I hear from other white people and what I watch. There's a time when it's like, okay, am I going to say this the right way? Are people going to be offended? Are the people that I'm actually trying to speak up about going to understand my intent behind this? Are they going to hear my heart? Am I going to say it the wrong way that I'm offending them and really I'm trying to uplift? But now I've said it the wrong way, and so I've done double damage because white people look at me like, what are you talking about? The ones that don't get it. And then the people I'm trying to uplift are like, you're an idiot, and you're just a typical white. Like, there's this, and I watch many white people stay silent mm-hmm. about things they very much care about or that they are concerned about for, that affect people of color because they don't know how to say it. They feel as though it'll make things worse. So let me give a, an analogy to this. For any of you that have lost a family member or a good friend has lost a family member, something in grief that has been difficult for me, like as I'm grieving the loss of someone, but let's say it's, for me, I lost my uncle. I struggle still knowing how to talk to my aunt and my cousin, my cousins about my uncle and when I should say it. Am I going to make things worse? Because maybe they were having a good day and maybe they don't want to be triggered, quote unquote, or be reminded of the pain that is losing their father. But I'm thinking about him today. So can I text them? Can I do, how do I say that? And so I think a lot of people in grief, or let's say someone's lost a child. I've asked friends, like, how can I support you in this? Like, do you, they're like, well, call the child by name, you know, or whatever. They'll tell you how they want. So I think if you don't have close relationship with people of color and you're like, man, I feel like I should say something. Man, but am I going to make it worse? Like, are they having a bad, is there someone's going to have a bad day today? Or is this other thing happened that I didn't know about because I don't know everything that's going on in the world? There's like this pause. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I watch white people really struggle with finding their words and the timing. Yeah. And what to say and where and not sounding like they know what, because we don't know how it feels, but we can watch how it's affecting others and, and, and say, I do not agree with this. Or I want to affirm the fact that I believe Black Lives Matter, and I hope you receive this well. You yeah. know, like, yeah. it's, but it's hard. But guess what? That is so minor <laughs> compared to all the other 
your shit you deal with. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I use the word shit very seriously because it's like I I cannot deal with that. Like, just because of our, we've been so comfortable, white people. We, y'all, you know, we're comfortable, and to have any kind of pushback feels so uncomfortable. But it is so small compared to people who live day in and day out with microaggressions in this culture and with things attacking their identity and worth and things that, and literally killing them. So that's the least you can do. Yeah. And I, okay. I, yeah. I, yeah. Does that I, make sense though? It's the, that makes sense. Cause I, I just, the reason why I was asking that is cause I feel like I'm like, it's so like, like what you just said, like it's so minor, like, but it feels so big. I mean, but it, I mean, yes, you're right. Like I know that it's it probably feels, so hard to even, but like, <laughs> My mind is like, <laughs> oh, me. you're sad because someone said they didn't like you. Well, we think, so for example, if I know you're already hurting, uh-huh. think, remember, go back to that grief example. This is true. This is true. I know. If I'm just like literally digging something into your wound because I said it the wrong way, yeah. the last thing I want is to contribute more to the hurting or the pain of people of color right now. So if I say the wrong thing, am I going to like accidentally trip and like hit the wound again? Yes. That's where the fear... I don't think it's like, oh, I'm going to be so uncomfortable. But if I'm going to make you more uncomfortable, then not only do I have the burden of you not knowing how much I cared to say that, mm-hmm. then I said it and said it wrong. Or you didn't receive it as a genuine... like Because it felt like this is not enough because it never feels like it's enough. I don't know. It's bizarre. It's like, should I send a card to the person who lost their mom? Or is it just like too much right now? You know? But I think, I, think it, I think that there's like a... I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I, for sure, there have been times, especially, and I'm going to, I'm talking about, like, in a situation where, like, I remember distinctly, um, went out in Sterling and Philando Castile uh-huh. both were murdered, um, in front, like, in police brutality situations within the same week. Yeah. And I remember that week, it was like, I was just like, no. Like, it like it, it didn't feel, like, you just were like, whatever. Like, I, it doesn't matter. And I remember in that week, or in that day, this that, the, the, after Philando, like, one of my friends was texting me about shopping. And I was like, I legitimately don't care about your purse right now. Yes. And I, I mean, and it wasn't like, and also, and also a, white, a white friend. Yeah. And yeah. also this was no shade to her because I realized in that moment, it's like, you don't like, she gets to, she gets to go on with life. But not only that, but like, you aren't going to have the same response or know that my response no. to this See, situation. I don't, get, I don't give her a pass because that makes me, for you to not know that. About you. Like, I've only known you how long? <laughs> yeah. Very, so, like a, and maybe, like you know, I'm not months. saying that you're, you are going to necessarily, like, you don't have to be <laughs> Miss Social Activist to all friends or whatever. You know, maybe your relationship with her is shopping. But if she knows it's you not. More, okay, then if she knows you more than shopping, for her to not be mindful of that, to me, that's where I'm working on, like, how do I make white people aware? Like, that is so... That is off to me. Like, I would never have begun a conversation. And I'm not saying I'm better than her. Yeah. It's just like, but I mean, do you also, not know that Dominique this week would have been feeling the weight of that? Be, but also, I think it was like, there was, it was like a disconcerting. <laughs> she got she hot. And I just want to express to you, I am fine. Me and my friends are fine. And you have to understand, I also grew up in a lot of predominantly white spaces. 
Not that I've given y'all grace for white people than I. I'm telling you, the way I learn about God's grace is through black people towards white people. Like the way I watch y'all, I can't. It's unbelievable. It is. It is supernatural. The Lord has given you the ability to do that. You, you're right. I mean, it's, no, I'm, there, I'm not, there's I'm like not. a little bit. It's it's waning now. It's a it's a waning grace. Um, <laughs> but and also the, you the, like this was also a different time, a different president. Right, it was <laughs> a different situation. Um, and it's also because I feel like during certain times, even in in I, and this is another personal opinion, we don't know how to. Res- to talk about racial things with white people too, because it, it's hot button. There, there are gonna be times where I'm like, "Don't talk to me about race," because I'm gonna come for you yeah. and not care. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna try and be graceful, and then it's gonna be like, mm, right. "I give up." Right. And so, and also, you have to. I went to school in Memphis, Tennessee. I was one of the few black kids in my scholarship program, and even going to school in the South, where I mean, we were still the majority. It still it feels different because I'm I'm from so far away, um, yeah. and so like there's an identity thing which we'll talk about later, um, I'm sure. But like I just remember in this moment, it was like a it was a strange thing that happened because I was like like you said I I did give a pass, but it was sort of like I I instantly felt like disconnected. Yeah, like I was like oh. And all I wanted to do was, like, be around people that looked like me. I wanted to, like, create my spaces. And what I thought was also, what I think is also interesting right now is that we are creating spaces for ourselves and they still are sometimes a little ridiculed. They're like, well, why? Well, we're not welcome here. Or, like, I mean, I've heard people that are, like, like, hanging out or whatever. And if me and my friends that are all black... If we want to go out and have dinner, like, well, we're not invited. Like, I don't know how you can get mad at the fact that we're creating spaces for ourselves. We, because you, we're gonna talk about stuff you aren't gonna That's understand. Right. Like, right. and it's not because we don't want you to. It's because this is this is a culture that's it's different. Like, I I want you to. Ex- and I think that that's something else that's in the world right now that is super interesting. Is that. I've seen a lot of people get mad, and even it, it sort of relates to this as well, at the celebration of of Black Panther. And this is the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a Facebook group just got shut down um, because it was like 4,000 plus people that were going to negatively review this movie. This movie, by the, by the way, by the time you guys see it, will be coming out the weekend, like next weekend. And so, or the weekend coming up. Was this like a white black group? Like, wasn't just a bunch of white people? Because, like, why? So they, so, oh my gosh. So they wanted to give a negative review, and it made it so um, the people, I'm pretty sure this was on Rotten Tomatoes, um, that they were going to, and they already ranked it, and it got the coveted 100. So it's already been ranked, like, per what Rotten Tomatoes wants to give it 100%. But this is, they still have fan reviews. And so they were planning to sort of like review this movie negatively before it even came out. And I think that that, like, I just thought that was insane. It was like an insane thought to me is that we, like all of this also coming up after the Super Bowl, it's in the middle of Black History Month. And like, we, I mean, we saw the premiere last week, decked out purple carpet, and literally the attire was royalty. That was the attire for the premiere, was to look royal. And everyone came out in bright colors and beautiful. And 
I mean, can we talk about Lupita's dress and so and Janelle Monet and Donald Glover's suit and Issa out here looking like a, there was too much. And it's like these spaces that we're creating to celebrate who we are, and we and we're and the, the the crazy part is we're sharing them with everyone. It's not like we're in some corner somewhere, mm -hmm. and we're like, oh, this is a movie only for like, this is gonna be one of the biggest movie premieres and like releases of probably our generation of our time, mm -hmm. and people are plotting against it already, and it's like we we're creating people have created things and we've created spaces, and it's like. Nope, you still don't get that. But we, but at the same time, it's like, but we still don't claim it because it's still ours. Like, and so we get excited and we celebrate it. And if anyone tries to get mad at anyone on Thursday, Friday, really until the end of the month, maybe in March you can get mad at people for still talking through this movie. You you don't get it. it just don't don't expect to, because it's like. I feel like I need to just go in theater and just be the white police. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Give your seat up, ma'am. Scoot over. Like, I, I don't know why it is. Yeah, I just feel so, yeah. That's awful. But it doesn't even surprise me. And I'm no, it's sure. not surprising. And what's interesting is I want, I want to get to the root. Like, I really, really, as a white person that wants to understand white people as well and what is starting to build and bubble up. Of course, these things have been there. But mm -hmm. just why there is that feeling of, like, the threatening feeling always there's always this like you're encroaching on or black people are being divisive now like the fact that they're like because there's some people that still really feel strongly about that with like BT and with award shows that are specifically for black people black like, girls rock absolutely Ooh, it just make it makes everybody mad black girl magic black boy joy did you see the hashtag black men smiling no. too much it was too it was, oh, it was too much oh, I, I mean when it First of all, we need to let these black men out here smile. My God. Like, I was like, I ain't never seen your teeth. Like, this is amazing. This is great. Oh. Live your lives. Oh, my gosh. Oh, um, see. And that's... that's and it's because we've, we've painted them. I think it was, it was... I mean, we see them all the time. But, like, seeing them celebrated, like, put on the internet, like, at mass amounts, it's vastly different. And you're like, wow. Y'all are cute. Got your skin glowing, the melanin popping. I, I see you. Oh my god! But we painted them as villains all the time in media, or like a sex symbol. That suddenly it's like you just being wow. happy yeah. is like shocking. Why is that shocking? I don't. That shouldn't be shocking. No, and so I think it's it's like those types of things that. Um, and I was one of my friends sent me. Uh, a clip from Dick Gregory, may he rest in peace, um, of him talking about the difference between like race, because like what you were just saying about divisiveness. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, I've heard, a, I posted something about, I posted the clip of Ten Hesse Coates explaining why the N-word. I loved that. That was, if y'all don't watch that, it is the perfect explanation. Perfect explanation as to why white people cannot use the that word. And, oh, and I think the girl asking wasn't, like, she knew that, but she just was she like, wanted how can I explain this? Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a great explanation. It was wonderful. Um, and uh, this girl that I went to, good old elementary school, and I went to a Christian, Southern Baptist Christian school in Anchorage, Alaska, just to paint the picture. Mm. She decided, and she's, she's married to a black man, so she feels that she gets to oh, say it. Oh. And I was like, oh, sis. Oh. Here's the thing. <laughs> you don't. Um, all of that. <laughs> oh, nope, you don't no, understand. No, she doesn't. And so 
when like I just remember when that happened like just these things and I was like oh there's a moment where you think that this is because we're saying you can't do something like this is you being racist and I was like Here's the thing about how race works. Racism, racism is a literal social construct mm-hmm. made by man that is institutional. Yeah. It comes with laws and provisions that help it flourish, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. Yeah. For and the benefit of the majority. For the benefit of the majority. Mm-hmm. And since there's no other majority but white people right now, even though as a, I'm pretty sure as a, like, like, that's like a given consensus. We know that y'all are the majority. And so because of that, you get to do things that other people can't. Yep. And that is how racism is. We can be prejudiced. Mm-hmm. 100%. I am not in any way going to say that black people aren't prejudiced. Have you met us? We are some of the most judgmental people. But to me, there's people. a difference because of the fact that it's for my safety versus for, like, my preference. Like, that is the thing. I, exactly. And I'm not saying I give passes like that I want people to maintain prejudice, but if it's for your safety, please be prejudiced towards me. If when you're around me somewhere and you feel like, you know, I, I have to remember that as a white person. Yeah. I have to remember that when I'm somewhere, it's my word over that person. And that's and so for your safety, if you need to decide that I'm dangerous or that I need to be you need to be away from me, I have to understand that. And that's that's the part that white people because here's my thing though, Dominique, and this is where we're we know who our identity is in. It my is. identity is in Lord Jesus Christ and who it I is. am created to be. It's so there's a difference because they the people that like the people that made that group. I guarantee somehow their identity is being a white American and now feels threatened. There's a threat because I don't feel threatened by any of that. There, there's it's, it's a difference in I'm not saying I'm a better person than those people there. I still have biases. I still have prejudices like we all carry these things. And I asked the Lord to help me release those. But it's like, yo, what is your confidence in guys? Like because the fact that you're threatened by people celebrating who they are. Oh, and by the way, they're celebrating who they who they've become. Based on the fact that they only have like a scope of ancestry from a continent, there you go. not a country. <laughs> Repeat, Africa <laughs> is a continent, not a country. Here we go. <laughs> I just, I want to make sure everyone knows that. And so because of that, yep. we yep. get to celebrate yep. what we've created. Yes. And see if white people would just like consider like what that is, like... You all, and that's what I'm saying, like, they're celebrating football teams. Like, I don't understand why there's not, like, do you not understand the celebration of humanity? Like, and, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of white people that don't, we talked about this before, that don't feel tied to any kind of history or any kind of, like, you go to Ancestry.com, and I don't feel tied to, you know, European culture. I don't, so, but, like, when your culture was, you were taken from your culture, and you were forced into a new one, and you want to create a new culture, like, God forbid, and that's. It makes perfectly logical sense yeah. that there would be an outpouring of celebration, and especially even with this movie. I mean, I just... Because we get to celebrate the part of us that's, like, different. Yes! Like, new. African. And it's been pushed down as though it's not as good. And it's like, no, actually, we know it is good. In fact... Some, in some ways, you wish you were. And so I think that white people have to also face the fact that if there's things that are cool, because, you know, the society wants to do the cool thing. I mean, we got that. You know, <laughs> there's levels to all this stuff. Like, 
your favorite basketball players, your favorite celebrities, your favorite musicians. Like, mm, and you know what? Like, you have to face the reality that you're not them. And I am not black. And that is not something that, like, I want to celebrate and cheer. And I told you that. I'm on the sidelines, like, with streamers and, like, loud noises and stuff. But, like, I'm not on the field with that. Like, but I celebrate it. And I have to learn to celebrate me while you're celebrating you. Like, oh, I just, the self, there must be some level of self-hatred for that white people have for themselves or a level of just this insecurity that if you take, that somehow your celebration takes from my celebration. And it 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 just doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. We all get to, we all get to rejoice. Stop believing that lie. And white people that are listening to this, like. Let's talk about that, you know, and this month, especially like I have been trying to post some articles of like things to do to celebrate Black History Month. And as a the first person, thing you could do is also recognize and read about history that is beyond American black history. Yes. Black history did not start at slavery. Black history started with a bunch of other countries yes. that yes. are like way over here. Yes, that's good. That, you know, mm-hmm. we were taken from or that are still influencing the culture because like the third biggest movie industry in the world is in Nigeria. I don't know if anyone knew ah, that. See, I didn't know that. That's exactly. Awesome. See, fun facts. There we go. It, just so you know, black history is not American. It's yep. not an American That's construct. Right. It doesn't start with slavery. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start mm-hmm. with the, the transatlantic slave movement. No, like it's black history is a part mm-hmm. of it, it's it's there's like there's afro latino culture there's yeah. african yeah. culture like it it spans the world and it spans more than four you know more than four centuries which is what like american mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. sort of depicts so i would say start start with there but also like like it's a celebration like learn and celebrate and enjoy and go do all the things mm-hmm. see black panther three times Give us your money. Support, <laughs> support. I just say just like wait two weeks and then go. Can white people wait two weeks? I mean, did it? I, mean, can, I don't know. I know that's me, and but I just feel like can we just wait for a little bit and then go? Because I do want it to be in the first week. I don't know. We talked about this. Yeah. I want my money towards it, and I want it. You know, not just for Black Panther, but I was been thinking about going to see Proud Mary, and I've been thinking about going to see any movie that you know, is going to support black actors and actresses and not just for and this then month, Ava, it's just like in Wrinkle yes! in Time with Stormy. I'm so oh, excited for them. Beautiful. It's gonna be great. Oh, with a with a with a thirteen year old black superhero. Oh, I just love that. That's a girl. So many things. It's gonna be awesome. So like I feel like we just got big things coming up. We do. But this was just on our heart right now. I was like, JT do better. This is real. Yeah, and you know Justin, like I still have hope I try not to be a not hopeful person, but right now I just have to assess, you know, we got to assess where our time and our energy and, and our hope. money and our hope, it, it, you know, it's put in. And I realized like, you know what, Justin is not my hope. He is not going to, I didn't think he was going to like, you know, solve world peace and like be some sort of bridge between the cultures. But I just, I had expectations for him. He did not meet them. And once again, I'm reminded, like the Lord reminds me. Lauren, you cannot put your hope in people. These people will let you down. They are imperfect. Justin has his own fears and things he deals with. And, you know, I just have to figure out, and we have to figure out what our responsibility is with what we've been given. And so that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, if you like this episode. And for them too. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I I interrupted. (laughs) I was going to say, and for whoever's listening too, to consider what your voice, your voice can speak to who you are around and what influence you might have. Um, it's powerful. 
It makes yes. a difference. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was, that was a good one. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, so, um, if you like this episode, please follow along, rate, subscribe, share. Um, you can follow us at The Intersect Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can also email us at theintersectionpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, we're on Stitcher and Apple iTunes, so rate us on all the things. And we'll catch y'all next time. See you in two weeks. Yes. Where we're actually going to talk about Black Panther, because we're both going to have seen it multiple times by then. Well, I mean, me multiple times. She's, I think, only going to have seen it once. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be great. Yes. (laughs) See y'all. Bye.